This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1742. Fill it up. Three tricky phrasal verbs with Alex Bricker. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection. With your American host, Lindsay McMahon, and today's featured guest coming to you from Denver, Colorado, USA. To get real-time transcripts right on your phone and create your personalized vocabulary list, try the All Ears English app for iOS and Android. Start your seven-day free trial at allearsenglish.com forward slash app. In today's episode, I interview our guest, Alex Bricker from ESL with Purpose. Did you know that phrasal verbs are 30% of a native speaker's vocabulary? Let's get ahead of this today by learning three phrasal verbs using fill. Before we start, a quick message from our sponsor, Indeed. Are you hiring this quarter? In our experience, it can be a grueling process if you don't have efficient tools. But finding the right candidate who adds value to your business is so incredibly important. So why not ditch the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with great candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash AEE. Just go to Indeed.com slash AEE right now. Support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash AEE. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Alex. Welcome to All Ears English. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm excited to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for including me on the show today, Lindsay. Oh, anytime. Guys, today I have an exciting guest on the show. We have Alex Bricker from Fort Collins, Colorado. So it's so nice to talk to someone else in Colorado, Alex. Are you a native of Colorado? Actually, I'm not a native, but I've been here since 2006. Okay. And yeah. That's I a long Colorado. time. Yeah. But you're practically a native because most people have moved here more recently. So we'll call you a native, an honorary native. Yeah. And Alex, so you're an English teacher. You have a channel. What is the name of your YouTube channel? Yeah. So my YouTube channel is called uh, ESL with Purpose. So if you just go to youtube.com backslash ESL with Purpose, you okay. should find my videos there. Awesome. So I love that title, ESL with Purpose. It sounds like there's a purpose behind this. Why do you teach English, Alex? Why are you an English teacher? Yeah. So it kind of all started at the age of 18 when I started getting to know um, people outside of my own ethnic background. Um, I grew up in a very rural environment and I didn't really meet people of other cultures and really get a lot of exposure to diversity until I went to college. And in college, I started meeting people from all different countries and the biggest thing they said is, oh, would you meet with me to practice English? I need help with my English. And I'm like, yes. sure, let's meet for coffee. And it just started from there. And over time, I just got to know so many different internationals, immigrants and international students coming to the U.S. to study um, that, yeah, I just fell in love with helping them achieve their goals of improving their communication. 
I love that. That is so cool. And we have a growing international population right here in Colorado as well, right? It's not quite like New York City or California, but you know, we're getting more and more diverse. So I love that idea. And within ESL, you've decided to really focus in on phrasal verbs. Tell me why you like really focus on phrasal verbs when you teach English. Yeah. So phrasal verbs came from when I was teaching at a local community college here. Uh, it was back in about 2000. Uh, really 2016, I started okay. to see this need big time. Um, I was teaching for since 2014 in the community college, but as I read through our textbooks, I realized, okay, there's like one or two pages, maybe one chapter on this topic of phrasal verbs. Yeah. But as I dug into it more and more, my intermediate to high advanced learners were always asking me questions. What does that mean? Or you mean fill out, fill up? What do you mean? And I, they were yes. so confused. And I'm like, and I started looking up resources and there wasn't a whole lot out there. I mean, a few worksheet downloads, you know, here and there and in yeah. textbooks, but I thought, wait a minute, somebody needs to teach them about phrasal verbs because 30% mm -hmm. of how we talk as native speakers every it's day in daily words. conversation is phrasal verbs. Oh my gosh. I can't believe that. That's shocking. Ah, oh, 30% of the vocabulary we use is phrasal verbs. Wow. Alex, that's nuts. So I'm glad that you are addressing this. Do you find yourself when you're talking to your family or other native speakers kind of going off in your head? Oh my gosh, that was a phrasal verb. And do you nerd out on that kind of thing? Nerd out. <laughs> yeah. Which is a phrasal verb. Phrasal nerd, verb. <laughs> nerd out is to, you know, geek, spend yeah. time enjoying yeah. something you really enjoy with passion is to, <laughs> to nerd out. But yes, um, I do. However, sometimes because I'm just talking to my kids in the moment, like in my daily work life yeah. balance, I'm doing the dishes. Um, you know, we'll say things like put away your plate, put away yes. your dishes. And we use that one a lot. Um, and we'll say a lot of these, these phrases, but as a native speaker, I don't always recognize it. Right. Um, yeah. But until I started teaching it and creating resources around phrasal verbs, now I notice it like everywhere I go. And of when course. other people talk, I'm like, oh, that's a phrasal verb. Is that a phrasal verb? Yeah, it is. And so it's, like, <laughs> it's kind of in my head in a way. It's in your head. And I think that's why phrasal verbs are so challenging for our listeners. I know our listeners today are going to be so excited to meet you, Alex, and to know where to go to just focus 100% on phrasal verbs. But it's because native speakers don't realize that they're using these really high level challenging vocabulary pieces, right? They just use them. And that's why I think a lot of our listeners do struggle. This is the difference between intermediate and advanced for our listeners, right? Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you hear it like in the news, um, mm -hmm. in the media, like if you listen to anything like on NPR or you watch any television yes. shows, even like a Netflix show, the, the native speakers in in the scripts are using phrasal verbs all the time, um, all the even time. Poli politicians too. They use it. Yep. A hundred percent. So it's everywhere. And so you are addressing it. Well, I'm glad to have you here today because today I thought it would be really fun if our listeners could get a quick win, right? If you could teach us three simple, but high level phrasal verbs that they can go and immediately take out to the street, to the office, to the meeting and use them and understand them. Can we do that today? Yes, absolutely. All I'm right. happy to teach you. All right. Where are we getting started today? Alex, what's our first phrasal verb? So our first phrasal verb, I have three for you today. Okay. The first one, and these are very common, especially if you're a native Spanish speaker, these get really confused, but it works with like multiple languages, not just Spanish speakers. Other, other languages struggle with this, but our first phrasal verb we're going to do is, um, I'm going to do fill up. Okay. Fill up. Okay. And I, ah, I'm and you have a little card there. What are those cards all about? If any of our listeners are oh, actually yeah. teachers of English too. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. so these cards, um, and I have teachers and students buy these. It's, it comes in my phrase it deck, and it comes with 70 of the most frequently used phrasal verbs. And so the three phrasal verbs I have today are in my card game. So if you just like Google phrase it game or go to Amazon and Google phrase or type in phrase it game, phrase it flashcards, you should be able to find it. Okay. It's a red box. Um, yep, so perfect. that way if, for our listeners, they can see it's red. <laughs> yes. If you're on the podcast and not see, by the way, guys, this interview is also on YouTube. So if you want to jump over to YouTube, you could see us, but yeah, this is a really cool product that you have or multiple products, Alex, where you actually, you know, having that physical, cause I remember when I lived in Tokyo to re- memorize, uh, kanji and katakana hiragana, I took little cards on my keychain and I had them on the train. And this is very similar to what you have here. Your people on the train or anywhere that they're going are able to just quiz themselves. That's so good. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And um, on my website, I do have a free download. If you sign okay. up, you can get 70. Um, I actually uh, have definitions and example sentences for each one of the cards on, awesome. on, in this deck. So I love it's it. It's pretty helpful. So I fill up. Okay. Yes. Right? Tell us about well, this one. Let's mm-hmm. learn to fill up. And if you can hear it, it's up, fill yeah. up. Okay. Um, but if I speak quickly, what you're going to have happen is sometimes a, a, a non-native speaker might've heard fill out. You might've heard fill in, mm. fill over. Like we say it so quickly as native speakers that sometimes it's missed. So it's really important to understand the differences between these three. Fill up. What is the definition of fill up? Good well, question. What is it, Alex? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, basically it means to add a liquid or fluid or volume of some kind into something. So think about what you fill up in your daily life. What do you drive, right? Yeah. When I think of this, I think of a gas tank. You know, you stop. I don't know. In Colorado, we have self-serve mostly, but in some states like Jersey, uh, it's, it's, they, they help you. They fill it up for you. So you say, fill it up, right? Fill it up. It's very common to hear that at a gas station. Yep. Fill up my tank completely. Is that right? Right. And if you're an international learner too, you might not always use, hear the word gas. You might hear the word petrol, petrol Ooh. station, right? In other mm-hmm. countries. Mm-hmm. But in America, in the United States, if you're trying to do, learn US English, um, American English, we're going to say gas. I need to fill up my car with gas. And so that's a common one you'll see. I actually have a video on my, on my YouTube channel on how to fill up your car with gas uh, at a gas station in the U.S. So that's a funny, <laughs> funny video. That's a fun video. I love yeah. that. Anything else but, we need to know about this one, Alex? Yes, because you don't just fill up your gas tank. What is something else you fill up? Oh, like, that's what is a, it? A restaurant. What would you fill up at a restaurant? What would you fill up? Well, you could fill up the capacity, right? We are filled up. We're full. Is that what you're getting at? Yep. So that's one you could capacity. Yep. So that would mm-hmm. be one. But what about the what do you drink? Right. Oh, your, your cup. Yeah. Fill up your uh-huh. cup. Oh, okay. Like top off. Oh no. Another one. Oh geez. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> yep. So fill up would be one that a server uh, might say to you at the restaurant. They'll say, can you fill up my cup or would you like a refill? They'll ask you, would you like a refill? And you'll say, yeah, sure. Fill up my water, please. Right. And you'll, you'll mix, you'll kind of mix the word refill with, with the phrasal verb fill up. You'll hear native speakers mix those two verbs. And we mm-hmm. do that a lot. I love it. And how, what are your thoughts on bottomless diner coffee? Do you like to go to diners and just drink coffee, 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 or do you go for higher quality or do you drink coffee at all, Alex? (laughs) I love, I absolutely love coffee. I am a coffee drinker. Okay. I like to go to the places where you can fill up 
your cup multiple times, but oh. I go to the places that are like local a little and better. The, uh-huh. the beans are of good quality okay. and they have like maybe a unique roast each day. Mm-hmm. So even though I pay one time, I can fill up my cup multiple times and then, you know, have to use the restroom. That's a good that. hack. That's a good, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good hack. Actually, you get better coffee, but you get as much as you want. It's kind of like a mug club type of thing, right? That yep. sort of thing. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So fill up. So think about your cup. Think about anything guys that could come up to capacity, right? A gas tank, a cup, a coffee cup, a water cup at a diner, all that good stuff. That is such a common one. I'm glad you chose that one, Alex. Do we yeah. have a second one for today? I do. Yep. The next one is fill in, fill in, fill in has two definitions. And the first one for fill in, and this is different than up. So if you can hear, if you're a listener, hear the difference, fill up was the first one. This one is fill in, in. So you can hear the difference in, 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 but is if I say it quickly, fill up, fill in. It can, I see what you're getting at. It could be a little hard to distinguish, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But how we use fill in with the two definitions, the first definition of fill in is um, I might need to fill in my name Mm -hmm. on a document. So like I'm signing my, uh, for a rent, I need to rent a new apartment or maybe you're looking to buy a home in the United States. You have to fill in your name and that's not the whole document. Fill in is usually just one line, maybe oh, two. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different than the other phrasal verb I'm going to teach you here. I'm going to do after minute. this. Okay, good. Uh-huh. Okay. So it, okay. it works with that. And it, th- these are the two that confuse a lot of in- English language learners. But but this one, the first definition, fill in. It's like, oh, can you fill in your name? Um, can right. you fill in this you know, piece of information, but it's a very small amount of information, usually on one line. So that's kind of the first definition. It's, it's like yeah. to add a little content. Okay. A small, a small place. It also makes me think of Alex, when you're taking a quiz or a test so many times as a kid taking a test is it's fill in the blank, fill in the blank. Yep. Right. So Absolutely. that's how we know we're not talking about the entire test or the entire form. We're just talking about one blank on the test. That's exactly. Okay, good. Yep. All right. So is there a so second definition of it? Okay. There is. And if you're a teacher, uh, or you got sick at work, what do you need to do? Fill in the second definition is to substitute. Oh, right? I didn't even so, think about that one. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. So like w- when I'm sick as a teacher, I had to call, um, you know, the other teachers on the list that didn't have a class the same time I had to teach. And yes. I would have to ask, oh, you know, I've got the flu today. Can you please come in and fill in for me? Fill in for me. Fill in for me. And it's often used with the preposition for. So Mm -hmm. fill in for, then we use the pronoun me. I see. Fill in for me. Can you fill in for me? Fill in for me. Would you recommend that our listeners try to learn that entire chunk? Fill in for me or fill in for something? Or should they just focus on fill in as a separate? What do you recommend? I would recommend the full phrase if you can, because native speakers, that's what we're going to say. We're going to say, hey, can you fill in for me? And we'll use the modal like can, could or would. We might say, would you fill in for me? Could you? And it has that J, that J sound, even though it's a D. Sure. Could and would are yep. spelled with a D, but we throw that J sound with, mm-hmm. with the, the pronoun you. <laughs> so, yep. so we'll say, could you fill in right. for me? 
or could you fill in for me? Would you fill in for me? Yeah. I like that approach that you're suggesting here is go 80, 20, right? 80% of your results come from 20% of your effort. Let's take the most common thing we expect to hear. Let's predict it and let's look for it. Let's learn fill in for me or fill in for someone instead of trying to mix and match and guess where we're going to find it. Yeah. Right. Because you want to use it in native context situations where if you get sick, you definitely want to call. And if you're working right now and you get sick, what do you have to do? You have to call your friend, your colleague and say, hey, could you fill in for me? Okay. So memorizing, could you fill in for me is going to set you apart in your English. It's going to help you advance your English. I love it. I love that we're talking about very specific situations, right? In the beginning, we're at the diner and now we're, we're sick, we're homesick and we're calling our friend. This is perfect. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay. Let's move on to the third. And I knew this was going to be the one, right? It makes sense. What is the third, Alex? Yeah, this one is incredibly popular. You see this online all the time. Yes. It is fill out. Okay. So what's the difference now between fill in and fill out? Great question. So we have two phrasal verbs, fill in and fill out. And the pronunciation for fill out is that ow, ow sound. So fill Mm -hmm. out. So what you'll, what you'll say with, use this one with is, is a form, the whole document. The whole thing, the whole thing. So like, yes, filling out an application, a job application, a Mm -hmm. rent application, or, you know, you're, you're um, again, applying for a mortgage instead of fill in one blank, you fill out several blanks, you fill out several lines. And so that's fill out. We fill out information in a document. I love it. Yep. That reminds me of the days when I was a kid, my friend used to work at a candy shop and she always had a a part-time job. And every time we went past a place and we saw help wanted, she would say, Oh, just fill out an application. Just see if you can get the job, just fill it out and see what happens. Right. So that's, if you think back to situations like that and then reflect on them, guys, you're going to learn this better. So fill out the application, right, Alex? Right. You want to fill out the application or form, especially if you're looking for a job right now. This is popular on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. You can go and fill out many job applications. Okay. Okay. Um, Excellent. Another thing with fill out too is, you know, uh, a teacher might ask you to fill out your assignment or fill out your homework. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a common one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fill out. um, There's so many things. Let's say you got to get a driver's license. You have to fill out all of your, you know, background information to get that. Yes. There's a lot of things you have to do to, to, yes. to, to fill out. That's that's one definition. And that means to, you know, put content into an entire entire document or to to add information. Oh, okay. uh, website pop-up forms. 
Oh. And, and websites, right? Yes. You fill out your name and your email mm-hmm. and, you know, you give away your, your password and everything. No, I'm just kidding. But you, you <laughs> don't do that guys. Yeah. Don't do that. Bad yeah. advice. <laughs> yep. And that's, that's a phrasal verb to give away, you know, to, mm-hmm. to provide something. They're uh, everywhere. <laughs> They're everywhere. Yes. So you will see, you will see, and we use it in a noun form too, not just a verb. We'll say giveaways. I see lots right. of giveaways online. So what will I do? I'll use another phrasal verb. I'm going to sign up mm-hmm. for the giveaway. Mm-hmm. And in order to sign up, I need to what? Fill out. Yes. I need okay. to fill out my name and email to sign up for the giveaway. Perfect. So, so now so I can you, see why. Did you say 30%? 30% of our vocabulary is phrasal verbs? 30%. Yeah. Yep, and just it. based on our conversation here, you know, we focused on the fill up, fill in, fill out, but we've also added in all of these others, right? That we never predicted we'd have just in a normal conversation between native speakers. So guys focus your time on phrasal verbs, any final piece about fill out that we want our listeners to know. Yeah, there is another uh, slight definition for this. So okay. around Thanksgiving, Americans kind of have this joke. And if you have any episodes on your podcast about holidays or something, this sure. might be relevant for those. So if you like yep. listening to all yours, English podcasts, mm-hmm. listen to the holiday ones, they might cover this as well. But fill out is when you eat too much food and you don't exercise or it's winter. I mean, right now I'm starting to fill out and we use it as an adjective. Like, uh, I mean, you can use it as an, a verb too, but we'll use it as a descriptor. So mm-hmm. we'll say, I'm beginning to fill out or uh, I filled yeah. out. And that means I ate food and my waistline is getting wider. I'm getting fat, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm filling out on so yeah. much food. Um, and you can also say that with fill up. Uh, you know, oh. you eat too much food at Thanksgiving. You'll say, oh, I filled up on turkey. I filled up on too many chips, you know, or whatever yes. you eat, yeah. you filled up on it. And if you fill up on too much food, your waistline will fill out. Fill out. I love it. It also makes me think of as a bonus phrase for today, guys, the freshman 15, Mm. right? When you go to college, we have this phrase in our, in our culture, the slang phrase, oh, the freshman 15, you're likely to put on 10 to 15 pounds of weight your freshman year because you go to the dining hall and you eat with your friends, pizza at night, the new, the dorm life, right? The freshman 15, you might fill out that first year of college. I love it. Yes. Wow. This has been great, Alex. Thank you for coming on the show today and introducing us to these three phrasal verbs. And again, you know, 30% of your vocab words, guys, phrasal verbs. So focus on them, but focus on learning them the right way. Right, Alex, in context, in situations, in chunks. Now, where can our listeners find you if they want to learn more phrasal verbs with you? Should they go to your YouTube channel, your website? Where should they go? Yeah, both actually. I have a lot of free lessons on YouTube. So if you go to youtube.com backslash ESL with purpose, you'll see a lot of my free phrasal verb videos that I've made. Um, I also have a course on Udemy. Uh, You can go there and I'll provide a link for you uh, directly if they want to go take that course. And it's like an eight week course where I cover with some slides and things. You can listen and repeat some of those phrasal verbs and sentences. And that class is called Learn American English Online. Uh, English on the street. Actually, it's called English on the street, learn American English online. And it's on the street, but with phrasal verbs as an emphasis. So So do you meet people on the street and then do you involve the phrasal verbs in your questions to them? Or do you ask them to use phrasal verbs or how do do you tie 
the yeah, interviews so, in with the phrasal verbs. Yeah. So that course is more just kind of me talking, but I did go oh, do okay. some real life uh, things. Like I went in real life on how to order at a coffee shop Okay. and I had a coffee shop actually allow me to go and record in their, in their business. Yeah, sure. I have another video in that course on how to order at a subway mm-hmm. um, where a subway, an actual, and it's not a subway station, everyone, if you're listening, it's a subway sandwich shop. It's a restaurant. They let me do that. But anyway, um, yeah, there's multiple, I give different scenarios and I show like pictures with different texts in my slides in my okay. um, course there. Um, and then the other biggest thing is my website, eslwithpurpose.com. So okay. If you go to my website, I have uh, English games I've created there that you can use. I have um, a little tab where you can go to free English worksheets and downloads. And I have different like um, phrasal verb activities you can do. Um, and then I, I've made a lot of different resources for, for everyone who's listening. So excellent. I love it guys. It's very clear. Alex is here teaching you real English, right? English on the street, English in the diner, in the restaurant. This is real English right here. So I want to recommend that you go over to his website again, eslwithpurpose.com, right? Alex, is that the URL? Right. Okay. Yes. Go there guys, check out what he's got. And Alex, thanks for being on the show today. This has been great chatting the last couple of weeks. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. I really enjoyed uh, getting to know you more and being a part of All Years English. And I love what you guys are doing with your podcast. So and helping English learners, you know, reach their goals and and have that connection, you know, over perfection. I love that 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 statement you have. So that's you great. You got it. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Alex. Good to chat with you today. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.